coming at you today. Dr. Freaking Aaron Wiseman, colleague in medicine, coach in life, mother of dragons, queen of burnout, scrubber of the toilets, cleaner up of the dog throw up. You know, all the things. I'm coming at you with another solo cast today, and this one's on some topics that have been near and dear to my heart lately. So stay around and listening to Conquering Anxiety with Kindness and the Mental To-Do List. recently got a new magazine and I had a great article in it that I want to share with you all. It's titled Conquer Anxiety with Kindness. Sounds like something I would do, right? All right. And it's written by Sylvia Bordstein. She is a psychologist and leading teacher of insight meditation. She's also wrote several books, including a bestseller, Pay Attention for Goodness Sake and Happiness is an Inside Job. I love that. That's such a cool title. All right. Here's what she writes. Everyone is anxious these days with good cause. The world is imperiled. Workers are quitting their jobs at higher rates than usual and wondering, is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life? Colleagues are reporting that they feel zoomed out by the end of the day. And all the psychotherapists I know are reporting wait lists for people wanting to talk to them that are endlessly long. Even before the pandemic, when I last was teaching in-person retreats, I would notice that many people had listed SSRIs on their registration sheets. And of course, people already prone to anxiety are worrying more. I'm one of those people. Worrying, fretting, as it is called in classic Buddhist tests, is my principal reaction to stress. When that happens, I note to myself, hmm, worrying is arising, and this is excessive energy in my mind, and it will pass. And that was helpful in the past. Or I try to ease my mind's tension by reminding myself, this is my mind's particular habit for catastrophizing. Let's wait and see what happens. Another technique is thinking, this is just a story. If I take a break and breathe deeply for a few minutes, I'll remember I've done this dance a million times and it's always exhausting. But lately, I've been saying to myself, sweetheart, you're hurting yourself again with these stories. This last one is the closest reaction to compassion. And so I think it is progress because more and more my approach to the Dharma is evolving towards kindness. I just thought that was such a cute and sweet little article because, you know, many times on the podcast here, I've talked about, you know, having mantras or have something that you say to yourself. I've talked about anxiety. I've admitted myself that I am a highly anxious person. And so it's just something that I have to continually watch and continue to take care of my own life. And I know that there's several of you have reached out and, and feel a similar way. But I love how she gives those particular things that she says to herself, like, this is excessive injury in the mind and it will pass. Or this is my mind's particular habit. Let's wait and see. I remember a time in training and even when I was a young attending, I would have so much anxiety about a decision or how a medication was going to work or how an outcome was going to happen. You know, and as I've aged and as I've realized doing more compassion work for myself is there is no knowing most of the time. It really is a, okay, let's take the next best step and then we'll wait and see what happens. And then you're intelligent. You are smart. You are amazing. Then you will take the next best step after that. It doesn't do any good to sit in a whirlwind storm of anxiety, but so many times that's where my brain wants to reside. 
But most importantly, what I love about Sylvia's article here is this last one where she says, sweetheart, you're hurting yourself again with these stories. I think it's so important that we talk to ourselves as we would talk to our dog, our children, our very favorite friend, because how we talk to ourselves is going to be how that we talk to other people. And I think it's just so important that we have in some way, a, if you want to call it a pet name or something in, in the way of how we refer to ourselves in a way that is kind. Because I don't know about you, but so many times I use you, like you are doing a stupid job or you really screwed that up in a very negative, pointed, dagger type way. And I mean, even in communication, you know, you're supposed to use I statements. You're not supposed to use you statements. So one way that I've started doing this is just placing my hand on my sternum and remind myself like, friend, we're okay. Or, you know, of course, using other techniques for anxiety. But I want to encourage you, how can you introduce more kindness in your life? Maybe it is through meditation, which this is a Buddhist magazine called Lion's Roar that I get every quarter and I really love it. Maybe it's in some other ways that you can introduce more kindness. Maybe it's going and allowing yourself for a walk. Maybe it's taking a break in some ways. Maybe it's, again, that mental head chatter and trying to flip the script on it. And it doesn't happen immediately. I've noticed since I got introduced to self-compassion work that it's been probably four or five years. And I now feel like I'm a small percentage kinder to myself than what I used to be. I don't know. I'd say maybe like 24% better than what I used to be. So I feel like, okay, if over the years I can make that kind of gradual change, I can keep tending towards it as well. And you know, the amazing thing that I've found is the more kind that I've been to myself, I have less judgment to the outside world and to other people. And the more kindness that I can show to other people and the less resentment I have in my own life. Which leads me to the next topic I want to talk about, which is the mental to-do list. So I have always been a to-do lister, and I even tell my patients as I'm taking care of them, okay, I'm going to write a list in your progress notes so that we can keep tracking everything and making sure we're... If you come down into my office, I literally have one, two, four to-do lists sitting on my desk about different to-dos that I need to do. And that's just the stuff I've written down. There's a whole bunch of to-do lists floating around in my head. They used to keep me up at night. I would literally get out of the shower to write things down because I didn't want to forget it. And what I realized is it is exhausting to hold that much mental capacity. It's like a computer with too many windows open trying to to do so many things. And then when you don't to-do them, then beating yourself up about not doing them. And so I want to give some tips and tricks that letting go of the, or at least simplifying the mental to-do list has helped me so much also bring down my overall anxiety as well. So the first thing is reminding yourself, you are human. You will not get everything done today. So prioritizing, what is the most important thing? And I know you're going to make a list of about 50 things. And then I'm going to look at that list and tell you, okay, no, what is really the most important things? And you have to cut that list in half. And then you cut that list in half. And so now it's 25. And then I'm going to ask you one more time. No, what are the absolute most important things that must be done today? 
And I really want you to look at this list, not from the point of view of like, but this is what I always do. And this is what my job demands. And this is what my kids need. I really want you to look at it from the perspective of like, no, really what must be done or the earth will fall apart. The sun will not rise. Catastrophic earth shattering type things. And that is your to-do list for the day. So like today, I have stopped writing my to-do list on a full piece of paper and I only make myself use a post-it note. And yes, I will try to write super, super small. And then I'll realize, nope, I can probably only fit about 10 things on a post-it note that I can do and to cross off from the day. And some days I'll get all 10 done and some days I won't. But I think the most important thing is first to eliminate the volume of it. And if you feel like, oh my God, I can't eliminate any of these, I would say, friend, it's time to take a pause and a break and really super evaluate what are the most important things in your life. Are you being asked or demanded of and pulled in too many directions that no human can physically, mentally, and emotionally handle in a day or a week or a month? And really get realistic with yourself because you're not superwoman. You're not superman. You're not super person. You are human, just like I'm human. And we get tired and we need rest. And we have a limited capacity for what we can do. You know, the push for increased productivity, increased more productivity going on is at some point you reach a threshold and there is no productivity. Because if you start seeing more patients doing more paperwork, doing more things, you actually lose on productivity. You start backsliding. So it's really important to find that slot for yourself. Here recently, my clinic that I started about five to six months ago has really started to fill up. And what I've realized is like, yeah, I can double book. I can add more people in. But what's that sweet spot for me? What's that point that I'm most productive, everything gets done by the end of the day, and I can walk out of here rather than staying to eight o'clock at night because I saw extra people trying to get extra notes done and keeping my nurse around longer. And it's hard. It's hard to say, hey, I have limits. This is as far as I can stretch that is healthy and sustainable for me. But that's the goal moving forward. No longer will you continue to keep pushing and burning out and going farther. And I think it's important too to not compare your productivity, your to-do list with anyone else. Because guess what? They're leading a whole different life than you're. Yeah, they may be doing the same kind of work or they may live in the same neighborhood as you. But at the end of the day, you are different. And you're going to have different priorities. You're going to have different values. And so comparing to each other will just lead to despair. So getting back to that mental to-do list. Cutting it down is a huge thing. Not lowering your expectations because as a super type A uh, recovering perfectionist, I don't know that I'll ever be able to lower my expectations, but what I can do is readjust my expectations. And what I've realized is when I'm trying to do a whole lot of things in the same time space and I'm multitasking, there's actually research that shows that when you're multitasking, the quality of your work goes down. And so I remind myself is, I can do a few things really, really well. But when I try to dump on too much, then you're going to get shoddy quality. And which is more important to me? Well, for me, it's value over volume. I would much rather have a wonderful day with great patient encounters than trying to see the whole town that I live in. So what's important to you? And I think it's important to base that as you're going about your work and you're living your life. What is most important to you? And how can you prioritize that? Okay, so with our mental to-do list, cutting the volume down, reassessing and readjusting 
expectations. And the last one is reminding yourself again, you're human. You won't get it all done today, but you might get it done tomorrow. And if you don't, help is always available. This is a huge one. Help is always available to you. Are you going to have to get creative? Sure. Are you going to have to get outside your comfort zone? Absolutely. But help is available to you. And if you're at a point where you feel helpless, where you feel hopeless, that there is no help available, I would say reach out to someone for help. Because maybe the answer is right there in front of you, but you're so down, so burnt out that you can't see it. So find a support person, be it a great coach, a wonderful therapist, a good best friend, whoever that might be, ask for help. Because maybe you don't know what help you need yet, but I'm sure they can direct you in the right way. friend, if you think you're burned out, you probably are. But I've got some good news for you. Head on over to burntouttobadass.com where you can get a CME course. That's right. CME credits to get yourself out of a place of burnout and back to being a total and absolute badass. You'll go through 12 different modules. You'll get to chitty chat with me on the backside and have lots of fun exercises and thought work to do to help you move from a place of just surviving to absolute thriving. So far, we've had many physicians go through the program and they absolutely love it. One of those docs the other day even mentioned to me that she went back and recently did the report card exercise. And you know the wheel of life is in there. If you followed me for half a second, it's definitely one of my top exercises. But anyway, before I give all the details away, go over to burntouttobadass.com and check out the self-paced course same title, Burnt Out to Badass, and get you some CME hours today. There you go. A little bit about anxiety and conquering it with kindness, talking about the mental to-do list, give my tips and tricks. I hope that this leaves you today with a little bit more encouragement and inspiration. Know that I've got your back. And as always, your life, your calling, your pulse matters. See ya.
got some 